here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. It is amazing, isn't it? How many talk show hosts, how many cable hosts, how many columnists, how many pseudo-conservatives, or now I think I should call them Georgia McGovern Republicans, were wrong about Kevin McCarthy. He wants a hearing into what this prosecutor, so-called, this Soros hack, is doing in Manhattan. He's definitely the most conservative speaker in modern times, he and Gingrich. He's no Boehner, as some predicted. He's no Paul Ryan, as some predicted. So they should tell us they were wrong. Many of them are wrong about Ukraine. And Russia. When Russia was amassing troops on Ukraine's border, they denied that Russia was going to invade Ukraine. They're wrong about a lot, actually. And now, of course, they dump on Ronald Reagan. And they dump on our country while claiming they support America first. It's not the way I was raised by my World War II veteran father and my World War II veteran grandfather. It's not the way I was raised, putting America last and then claiming you're supporting America first. That's propaganda. Trashing America while building up our enemies, something terribly wrong with that. And of course, trashing Ronald Reagan now. That's an old guy from an old time. Times have changed. I want you to listen to this, if you would. There's a lot to discuss today with the different grand juries and so forth, but I thought I would start with this. This comes off a recent Levin TV. Cut 17, go. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. 
But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face. That their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? The weird thing about Republicans, particularly conservatives, is we have real heroes who believed in liberty and fought for it and who fought the so-called establishment. And one of the greatest of the greats was Ronald Reagan. And I find the more that I mention Reagan, his foreign policy, his domestic policy, the more he and I come under attack. And I think it's because we have not exclusively, but too many younger Republicans who are relying on government, government intervention. Uh, they're becoming, they call themselves populists. And populists uh, actually ran a candidate in 1876, and he was a socialist. Because when you apply populism to things, you're applying majority rule. But our Government isn't about populism. It's about republicanism, little r republicanism. We're a republic. We're specifically not a parliament, and we're not majoritarian. Look at the Bill of Rights. Read the Bill of Rights. There's not a word there about populism or majoritarianism. Those are your individual rights given to you by God, and they can't be taken away by anybody else, certainly not morally or legitimately. But in other societies, people can vote and take these rights away, or the people are manipulated in a certain way to vote and take these rights away, or the people vote once and they install regimes where they never vote again. And so you have these totalitarian regimes, and again, you don't have your rights. So this is very, very important to understand as we have this developing and new Populism, nationalism, and populism, nationalism is even oxymoronic. What does that mean? What if a majority of the people vote for globalism? Well, now what are you going to do? Oh, that's perplexing. That's confounding. We've been here before. This isn't complicated. This is stupid. Uh, conservatism. I started a movement many decades ago called constitutional conservatism. Is what protects us. The framers. Um, the great philosophers, Locke and Montesquieu and Burke and Hume and on and on and on. The men that the founders of our country had studied and believed in. The Judeo-Christian ethic, whether you're an atheist or an agnostic, whether you like it or not, you live in a society that was founded on the Judeo-Christian ethic, which creates these rights and principles and understanding of society and so forth. And so when you start talking about populism, I always say to myself, when will they define this? And when will they try and find a way to uh, mesh that, whatever they're going to define, with the Declaration of Independence? The Declaration of Independence rejects populism. Talks about unalienable rights. That's not populism. 
talks about natural law, natural lights. That's not populism. That's God Almighty. Talks about eternal truths. Talks about the divine. Has nothing to do with populism. Look at the Constitution. There's only one body in the original Constitution that's directly elected, and that's the House. And they have to share power with the Senate. The Senate was originally chosen by state legislatures. How about the courts? Are they elected? No. And thank God they're not. That doesn't mean there can't be reforms of the sort that I propose in the Liberty Amendments that I think are very important or the kind they're proposing in Israel. Um, what about the president and the vice president? They're people who believe left-wing populists, so we had to get rid of the Electoral College. Why? So the eastern seaboard or the western seaboard control the entire country. So the metropolitan areas control the entire country. So when you campaign, you can skip over middle America. You can skip over rural America. You can skip over uh, small towns and villages and the suburbs. Just go for the cities. Well, the framers understood that. And that's why we have an electoral college. So all corners of the country have a say in or participate in the governing system. Even those that feed us, provide us with the fuel that we need, and all the rest. They're not the most populous areas, they're the least populous areas. And so this idea is, is kind of problematic. And throwing Reagan off the roof, along with Thatcher and Helmut Kohl and John Paul II, this lineup of tremendous, great statesmen who gave us the freest world in the history of mankind as they collaborated to defeat the Soviet Union. And they succeeded. And hundreds of billions of people were freed from these captive nations that the Soviet Union controlled, 15 of them, and the Eastern Bloc nations. Um, to just throw him overboard is really unbelievable to me. And quite frankly, it's, it's an ideology of sorts that is not that different from Marxism. The world begins today. Why? Because I'm 28 years old and I know everything. The world begins today. Why? Well, because they were imperfect in the past and we're more perfect today. We know more. What are you talking about? You don't know anything. Well, it doesn't matter. And so um, we have that problem right now uh, with people who believe they're William F. Buckley or William Rusher or Thomas Sowell or Milton Friedman, and yet reject what they taught us. They try to come up with new theories and new ideas. Well, I'm not moving. I am who I am, as Popeye once said. And I don't mean maybe. Um, about seven years ago to the day, our folks here uh, prepared an opening for a convention we had when we started a conservative review. And it was quite a nice convention. And I wanted to play it for you. It's just a couple minutes. It's not about me. It's about Reagan and the rendezvous with destiny. And again, I'm extremely troubled that Reagan is so passe now or to be rejected completely because he just didn't get it. You know, we get it today. And by the way, an electoral juggernaut, massive landslide victories twice. And he had to fight the Republican establishment to even get nominated. Let's take a look from seven years ago. Go. Now let's set the record straight.
There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this. But every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face. That their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we are retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of it. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. It's too bad we don't have a leader like Reagan right now. Really, it's too bad. And now you can see why Ronald Reagan is considered one of the greatest presidents in American history. Lovin. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. Some of you may remember Jean Kirkpatrick. She was a professor at Georgetown, and she wrote some scholarly pieces that Reagan 
read and was very impressed with, such as the difference between fascism and communism. And while she deplored both, her point about communism was it's, it's an ideology, it's a doctrine that spreads beyond one leader. And she was an anti-communist. She was a great patriot. She was our ambassador to the United Nations and one of the most articulate, strongest ambassadors that we ever had stood up to the Soviet Union and all the other regimes out there that were enemies of of you, the American people, us. She was a neoconservative. A neoconservative is somebody who was a liberal Democrat. Some of them actually supported the Soviet Union early on, and then they saw what the Soviet Union became, and they were repulsed by it. And they switched parties, many of them. Some did, some didn't, but they switched, many of them. Kirkpatrick eventually would, as would others. And several of them joined the Reagan administration. And they were among the most loyal, pro-American, anti-communist people to ever serve in the federal government. These people are now under attack. The modern Reaganite or traditionalist when it comes to national security cannot possibly be a neocon. Because the era of the neoconservative is over. There is no Soviet Union. Many of the neoconservatives were scholars and intellectuals who were Jewish. And switched over to Reagan and the Republicans. And were extremely loyal to our military. Extremely patriotic. That's why when people use the phrase neoconservative, they know that what they're really doing is attacking the Jews behind the movement. It's really disgusting and it's outrageous. They always see people hanging in the shadows, the federal contractors, the neoconservatives. They don't want to debate the issues. They just want to be like modern Marxists. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? They'll tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. You're listening to Denali. 
The Great One. The Great One. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. We now have pseudo-conservatives, if you will, who want you to believe that Ronald Reagan was a liberal. A neocon. A warmonger. Do you believe that? Or that if you you believe an ally should be supported, that every war is a forever war. You know, in the Middle East, the Israelis and their enemies have been going at it for half a century. Is that a forever war? I'm just curious. The Cold War was a long war. Actually, it cost a tremendous amount of money and a lot of lives. Even though the superpowers didn't duke it out directly, they certainly duked it out indirectly. A forever war. I suppose. Some of the most lethal wars in American history were not forever wars. World War II, World War I, the Civil War. They weren't forever wars. Our participation was about five years or less. But look at all the deaths. The fastest war would be a nuclear war, be over very quickly. You see, the fortune cookie phrases and labels that are used in the arguments today by these pacifist Republicans and neo-pseudo-conservatives, I'll say, are absolutely useless. So I keep looking for one of them to write a long-form essay, something scholarly that I could share with you and go through it point by point on what their positions are. What is their diplomacy? What is their foreign policy? Don't just tell me it's America first. There needs to be American interests involved. Okay, there's two paragraphs. But beyond that, where do we draw lines? Do we draw, draw them at Poland and Romania? Do we draw them at Taiwan? Do we draw them at Israel? But they're far away too. What do they have to do with us? Then if you mention history, you know, well, history is different. This is a different time. Oh, I see. So when will they share with us the benefit of their genius? Rather than their hit and run columns. Which make no sense whatsoever. To me. When will they stop trashing America? When will they stop trashing some companies that are actually patriotic and are not woke? Well, companies wouldn't work overtime to provide our military with the kind of weaponry that they need or develop the kind of weaponry that they need. In fact, the argument could be made they wouldn't even be in the business 
of developing or producing weapons at all. So why are we trashing them like they're Ben and Jerry's ice cream? And what is it that these people want to do to support our troops? Exactly how do they want to support our all-volunteer military? What do they want to do? Do they want to build the military? How do they want to build it and why? Why do they even want to build up the military? Are they like Ron Paul who wants to cut the military by 25%? Is that their view? What is their view? I'd like to know. But they won't tell us in any coherent way. We have a right to know if they're going to keep attacking our history. If they're going to keep attacking our military. Oh, no, no, you don't understand. They're the real patriots. No, I don't understand. If they're so smart, why don't they demonstrate it? Because they can't. Because their thinking isn't new thinking. It's old thinking. And it's the kind of thinking that leads to world wars. As it led to World War II. That's their thinking. And it'd be nice if they laid it out for us, if they were at least honest. You know, the first America First movement that grabbed that title was also isolationist, pacifist, blame America first. We were the provocateurs. We were the imperialists. Some of the names have changed, you know, neocon, that sort of stuff. But at least they had the integrity and the honesty to lay out exactly where they stood. They did not oppose the rise of the Third Reich. And they said so. They did not oppose the right, the rise of Imperial Japan. And they said so. They did not oppose the rise, first among the three, of fascistic Italy, which was first communist Italy, but hey. It was none of our business. You would think we would learn by now, but if you're relatively young and you don't want to study American history, then you're not going to learn. Or if you think you're smarter than everybody else, you're not going to learn. Or if you censor relevant history and information in unleashing your broadsides, then you're not going to learn. If you believe the American people are dumb, that they think their border is going to be secured by Joe Biden and the Democrats, if only... If only we'd stop funding the war in Ukraine, as they put it. You're a moron. Washington's not full of warmongers. I could hear my dad now just spitting nails. Beijing is full of warmongers. Moscow's full of warmongers. Tehran's full of warmongers. North Korea is full of warmongers. If we were warmongers, you'd think we'd just be supplying 
weaponry and money to Ukraine? Russia's on its back right now. That doesn't mean it won't get up. It's a monstrous regime. And it's amazing how little is said by these pseudo-conservatives about Russia. About their crimes against humanity. Should we forget that history too when when evil regimes commit genocide? Should we forget all that? All the black and white films? From half a century ago? Should we forget it? I guess so. People always say, and I'm sure you've heard them say it too, why didn't anybody do anything? You've heard me condemn the New York Times for covering up the Holocaust and for its correspondent in Berlin to be sympathetic to the Nazis. You've heard me condemn the New York Times because its correspondent in Moscow was a mouthpiece for Stalin and his slaughter of the Ukrainians. You've heard me condemn the New York Times because of its reporter who went to Cuba and endorsed Castro and helped what were about 40 guerrilla fighters in the jungles destroy an entire country and now imprisoned. Now, we see the rise of communist China. We see what Russia has done. Iran is a couple of blinks away from having nuclear weapons. North Korea is firing missiles capable of carrying nuclear warheads all over the neighborhood towards our allies. And now it has an ICBM that can go several thousands of miles, which means it will have an ICBM that can reach us. What do the pseudo-conservatives and the Putinoids and the pacifists, what do they think about all this? Where is their white paper? Where is their position? Why won't they tell us? Why won't they lay it out in intelligent ways where we can read it? I'll read it on the air. And we can discuss it. Where is it? Why does it matter what happens in Iran, in the Middle East, in Israel? But it doesn't matter what happens in Ukraine and Eastern Europe. Why does it matter? And what about Taiwan? What is their position on Taiwan? I haven't heard it. What should we do? Nothing? Do we act like we're prepared for anything? Well, the enemy keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. This is reality. It's not a label. It's not a bumper sticker. It's not trashing people who came before us. If you know how to run the world, at least show us what you mean when you say 
such things. Because so far, you haven't told us a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Except forget history. Forget Reagan. Don't link issues. You're a neocon. We need to secure our border, which is obvious. Lay it out. I'm waiting for the Federalists to lay it out. I'm waiting for Newsweek to lay it out. I'm waiting for Republican candidates to lay it out. Lay it out. If you're capable of it, so the rest of us can read it. And debate it. You think you're Bill Buckley. I'll prove it. I'll be right back. Lovin. I want to tell you about something to help you protect your retirement. People are worried about the economy because 2022 didn't go very well. For one thing, there's the crazy spending and debt created by Biden and the Democrats. That huge debt affects your savings, especially pensions, IRAs, and 401ks. It's one reason Americans get gold IRAs, to protect their hard-earned savings. Well, here's a company I trust to help you with a gold IRA, Augusta Precious Metals. What makes Augusta Precious Metals different? tell you not to buy a gold IRA if it's not right for you. If you've saved $100,000 or more, save for your IRA or your 401k, sign up for a one-on-one web conference to schedule call 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. If you have a financial professional, obviously talk to them before making an investment decision. Visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com and check out the risk disclosures as well. You know, luckily I have the Fox Sunday show, Mr. Producer, appear here and there on other shows. Because I notice I'm never quoted. Have you ever seen that? It's rare. There'll be some guy on the street they pull in with a law degree. Oh, yeah. But we're way ahead of the curve here. Way ahead of the curve on all the legal and constitutional issues. And come the next hour, that's what I want to jump into. I am scheduled, and I'm not supposed to say this, but I'll say what I want to. Not for this Sunday, but for next Sunday to interview President Trump. Ostensibly, it was about his new book, so we'll see if that, if that interview uh, remains or not. I had interviewed DeSantis for his book, you'll recall, some time ago as well. Let me tell you something. While there's almost unanimity in the fact that Bragg, the Soros-funded radical left-wing DA in Manhattan, is trying to twist the law into a pretzel to go after a former president, which is the sort of thing that happens in, uh, in third world regimes and communist regimes and fascist regimes. Notice they also say these phony legal analysts... The Georgia case is more significant, and the Washington case, we wish that went first. Let me try yet again to package it all together and address it. I'll be right back. 
This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, You are living in, in so many respects, a tyranny. You're living in a tyranny. A former president of the United States who is in many polls, if not most, the leading candidate for the Republican nomination who's announced his candidacy is the target of the opposition party. The opposition party is using its its elected DAs to go after the putative leader of the Republican Party. And Joe Biden is using his Department of Justice directly through his Attorney General and a special counsel with two grand juries, two, just to be sure, to go after his leading political opponent and threat. That's the bottom line. Regardless of what our friend, our friends, our former federal prosecutor friends and others say, the case in Georgia is no better. The cases they're concocting in Washington, D.C. are no better. They're all a mirage. No citizen should be treated this way. No innocent man should be treated this way. And no innocent man has been treated this way who's reached the lofty heights of the presidency and then as the next president. None. Donald Trump is not a choir boy. We know this. There are things he says we wish he wouldn't say. And yet there's things he's done on behalf of the American people that many of us didn't think he would do, and he's done them. He's a man of enormous courage. He has had many people who have backstabbed him, who worked for him and backstabbed him. They sought the jobs. And he has a Democrat party that is furious that he one in 2016, despite the fact that they did all kinds of stuff, working and consulting with the FBI, intelligence agencies, the Department of Justice, and fraudulent law firms in Washington, D.C. 
but they lost. He wasn't supposed to win, but he won. And is a different kind of president. Different kind of president. They're used to Republicans rolling over and playing dead. They're used to Mitt Romney. They're used to the Bushes. They're used to their consultants all over TV and radio. Spewing the middle way. And denouncing real conservatives who, who said, finally, somebody's standing up to these people. After all these elections, after all these votes, we give them the, the House. We win seats in the Senate. There's McConnell. There's Boehner. Later, there's Paul Ryan. We're not making any headway here. Tea Party rises up in 2010. We hand them like 66 new seats in the House and several new seats in the Senate. We're condemned for costing them the Senate. We're condemned for being radical. Our agenda is just not practical. But we saw that wasn't true. And so for the Democrat Party and their media, which is made up of so many former Democrat staffers and operatives, both in the newsrooms and in their opinion programs, this was a shock to the system, and they don't want a shock to the system. They're, that's their system. They view the government as their government. They view the bureaucracy as their bureaucracy. After all, they built it. And they had plans, and you can see the plans being enshrined right now by Joe Biden, fundamentally changing America for all time and so much of what he's done in just two years. <clears throat> Trump was in the way. So they figure we're going to punish him even while he's out of office. We'll impeach him while he's out of office. There's enough useful idiot Republicans to go along with us. In fact, we'll take two of them, Liz Cheney and Adam Kingsinger. We'll put them out front. We'll get them on our favorite networks. And we'll go on with these long-in-the-tooth establishment Republicans. In this case, truly establishment Republicans. Who have always hated Trump. Because they wanted Jeb Bush in the presidency. And we're going to teach these Republicans a lesson. Anybody on January 20th. Who dared to challenge the election. Scott Perry. Ted Cruz. Josh Hawley. We're going to smear them. To the extent possible, we're going to criminalize their behavior. Any lawyers who are stupid enough to represent Donald Trump or, or to give him various theories about elections, I'm talking in particular about Rudy, Julie Ellis, John Eastman, but others. We're going to ruin them and destroy them forever. We'll go after Victoria Tansing and her wonderful husband, Joe DeGenova. Anybody who stands in the way. 
And we will cover for the Democrat Party, whether it's Biden and his son and the laptop and the millions and millions of dollars that are poured into the Biden family. It's of no consequence. So they have their DA in Manhattan. And while they cry crocodile tears about how he may screw up this case, the Democrats and the media are upset. Because they want Trump in prison. Period. And they've told us this. And the media have told us this. Day after day, week after week, month after month. It doesn't matter. They'll try the emoluments clause. They'll try his federal tax returns. They'll claim Russia collusion. On and it doesn't matter. Just send them to prison. Now, you understand what's going on in Manhattan. You understand what they're trying to do. The word is that the president will be indicted tomorrow. That's the word. And that he will be formally processed the next week. And he'll be treated like a mob boss. They'll have his photo... His fingerprints they'll be made public he will be mocked he will be humiliated it'll be used by the Democrats because the Democrats are doing this meanwhile big dumb crooked corrupt Joe nothing but then the real case you know is in Georgia because <clears throat> the President of the United States made a couple of calls, I guess, and said, you know, find some votes. Now, of course, in an election, you're never allowed to say find some votes, are you, Mr. Producer? No, of course not. Find some votes. Can't we change the outcome? Did he say break the law? Did he say pay people off? Did he say anything illegal? No, of course not. Find the votes. Or fine votes. And so that was criminalized for the first time in American history. Find some votes. Wow. Meanwhile, the Democrats had sent their lawyers into all these, these states to find votes. To change the voting system. Why did they change the voting system? To find votes. And they succeeded in changing the voting systems. They want the governors. They want the state legislators. They want the secretaries of state. They went to county commissioners. Zuckerberg poured in $417 million. Find some votes. So Trump reacts. And he's committed an offense. Then they drag out these legal analysts. You know who they are. They're so monotonous and they're so moronic. And most of them have always hated Trump. They can point to Manhattan and say, that's really stupid. But George is the real case. That's the real case. Yeah. Another Democrat elected district attorney. Another mugshot. 
Another indictment. More fingerprinting. You won't escape this time. No. No matter what the idiot Bragg does. No, no, now we got him. Then they bring in Jack Smith from The Hague. Now, why was Jack Smith in The Hague? Because Jack Smith is a screw-up. Jack Smith headed the public integrity section of the criminal division for five years, from 2005 to 2010. He made a mockery of the place. He brought a ridiculous case against the former Republican governor of Virginia, Bob McDonnell, which was thrown out by a unanimous Supreme Court. And he oversaw a ridiculous case that was brought against a presidential candidate on the Democrat side who he didn't support, John Edwards, which involves some of the same over, overlapping facts in terms of federal campaign finance law as the matter in Manhattan. That went to the jury. The jury found Edwards innocent, not guilty, on one charge. It was a hung jury on the five other, and it was so bad that the Department of Justice dropped it. There were contributions made to the Edwards campaign, which were then used in turn to help cover up his adulterous affair and the pregnant lady involved in it. And um, it's just unbelievable. And so he stretched the federal campaign laws, which provide, among other things, that while those kinds of donations can be illegal, given the amounts of money and also given the fact that it would create a positive benefit to a campaign if, in fact, the monies were used and could be explained a different way. That is, that maybe Edwards didn't want his wife who had cancer and was dying to know about it. Well, that would would turn what one might consider crime into a nothing. Because the law says that's not a crime if there could be multiple reasons for the money. And yet it was donations that were given by campaign supporters, the case of Trump, he didn't even use any of that money. His lawyer spent the money. So this is the guy they bring in to go after Trump. So far he has subpoenaed janitors, the wait staff, anybody who works at Mar-a-Lago, Trump's inner circle, his outer circle. I read this in an article, so it must be true. He has subpoenaed his lawyers with the help of an Obama judge who has ruled against every single motion filed by the Trump team in Washington, D.C. This Obama judge ruled again that not only could the prosecutor, this guy Smith, go around attorney-client privilege and question President Trump's lawyer in the document case in front of the grand jury under oath, but she handed the prosecutor the Trump lawyer notes that were taken during his discussion with the former president. They use something called the crime fraud exception, you see, because the prosecutor insists that they were really hatching a crime. This is over documents. You understand? 
This whole thing is absurd. It's over documents. They weren't destroyed. They weren't shredded. They weren't sold. They weren't given to the enemy. They were secured mar largo under the watchful eye of the Secret Service. But it's obstruction that we're looking at. And the legal analysts and disgruntled former employees like Bill Barr say, Oh, they got him here. They got him here. Shut up. Keep your personal hostility to yourself. Use your head. There's not an attorney general in the world who would do what this attorney general did. Unless it's Barr, I guess. Then, of course, the January 6th campaign. They're digging up, dusting off old, old laws used against Confederates. The Department of Justice has no role in this whatsoever. The U.S. Attorney's Office has no role in this whatsoever. We're not talking about graft, embezzlement, threats. The Constitution provides that Congress, in the end, will decide if they accept certain electors and the results of elections in various states. Not a prosecutor. And you may recall Democrats have challenged electors coming from different states on many occasions, including in 2016, including when George Bush won his two elections. They challenged it right there on the floor. Were they committing a crime? Were they trying to undo an election? Were they trying to obstruct the peaceful transfer of power? Very, very dangerous road. More when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, less than a minute. I didn't time that very well. Don't be fooled or in any way persuaded. By somebody, I'm a former federal prosecutor, really? And why do I care? Why do I care? There are thousands and thousands of former prosecutors. Did you know this? Thousands and thousands. And so they're just going to tell you what the prosecutors think. It's not what the prosecutors think that matters, even though it's a dangerous crowd these days. It's what the Constitution says. I'll be right back. 
Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month. Cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company. And then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mark Levin, America's tyranny hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Now, here's a breaking story from ABC News. And this comes from a sealed decision, a sealed order from this Obama judge, and it is leaked, meaning it's leaked by the government. And this judge won't do a damn thing about it. She won't call for an immediate evidentiary hearing. She won't seek to have anybody held in contempt. This is how it's been going on. Leaked. To destroy somebody's reputation. Sources. Special counsel claims Trump deliberately misled his attorneys about classified documents, Judge wrote. Prosecutors in the special counsel's office have presented compelling preliminary evidence that former President Donald Trump knowingly and deliberately misled his own attorneys about his retention of classified materials after leaving office. A former top federal judge wrote Friday in a sealed filing according to sources who described its contents to ABC News. Comes straight out of the Department of Justice. U.S. Judge Beryl Howe, an Obama appointee, and they don't say that here, on Friday, stepped down as the D.C. District's chief judge, replaced by another Obama appointee. They don't say that here. Wrote last week that prosecutors and special counsel Jack Smith's office had made a prima facie showing that the former president had committed criminal violations, according to the sources, and the attorney-client privileges invoked by two of his lawyers could therefore be pierced. How do you like this kind of justice, America? Trump has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing in his handling of classified documents in her sealed filing. How ordered that Evan Corcoran, an attorney for Trump, should comply with a grand jury subpoena for testimony on six separate lines of inquiry over which he had previously asserted attorney-client privilege. Do you see how specific this leak is, Rich? Right out of the U.S. Attorney's Office, right out of the Department of Justice. Sources added that Hal also ordered Corcoran to hand over a number of records tied to what Hal described as Trump's alleged criminal scheme, echoing prosecutors. So now the judge is a prosecutor, too. The records include handwritten notes, invoices, transcriptions of personal audio recordings. How would invoices have an effect? 
and reaching the so-called prima facie standard of Pierce Corcoran privilege, Hal agreed prosecutors made a sufficient showing that on its face would appear to show Trump committed crimes. The judge made it clear that prosecutors would still need to meet a higher standard of evidence in order to seek charges against Trump. How is Donald Trump going to get a, an objective, impartial jury now, ladies and gentlemen? How is it even possible? When you have a sealed order that is now violated, that is leaked, where a judge reportedly makes statements like this, an Obama judge, which they don't mention here, how, how is anybody supposed to get a fair trial? Number one, in a district that voted 95% against him. And number two, when you have a leak like this. Number three, where attorney-client privilege has now been pierced. It's a lower hurdle, but it's an indication the government had presented some evidence and an allegation they had evidence that met the elements of crime. Brandon Van Crack, a former top national security official in the Justice Department, said he's now in private practice. How found that prosecutors showed sufficient evidence that Trump intentionally concealed the existence of additional classified documents from Corcoran sources said, putting Corcoran in an unwitting position to deceive the government. The government has all of his classified information. This is so ridiculous. It's unclear what evidence Howe may have reviewed under seal from both DOJ and Trump's attorneys to help her arrive at her decision. In response to ABC News, a Trump campaign spokesperson said in part, shame on fake news ABC for broadcasting illegally leaked false allegations from a never-Trump, now former chief judge, against the Trump legal team. This is outrageous. It absolutely is. The real story here that fake news ABC should be reporting on is that prosecutors only attack lawyers when they have no case. A spokesperson for the special counsel's office declined to comment. No, they commented. They just commented anonymously. It's just unbelievable to me. Just unbelievable. Some days, I tell you. I'm going to read something to you. What is occurring in our country is not a temporary fad or passing event. American Marxism exists. It is here and now. And indeed, it is pervasive. And its multitude of hybrid but often interlocking movements are actively working to destroy our society and culture and overthrow the country as we know it. Many of the individuals and groups who collectively make up this movement are unknown to most Americans or operate in ways in which most Americans are unaware. Thus, this book, meaning American Marxism, is written to introduce you to a representative sample of them some perhaps more familiar than others, and to provide you with specific examples of their writings, ideas, and activities, so you can know of them and hear from them. American Marxism has made great progress toward instituting its goals over the last several years, if it is to be defeated as it must. Albeit a daunting and complex mission, its existence must first be acknowledged and labeled for what it is. 
The urgency of the moment must be realized, and the emergence of an of a unified patriotic front of previously docile, divergent, and or disputatious societal, cultural, and political factions and forces, which have in common their belief that America is worth defending, must immediately galvanize around and rally to the cause. We must rise to the challenge, as did our founding fathers when they confronted the most powerful force on earth. Admittedly, Numerous ways, today's threat is more Byzantine, as it now inhabits most of our institutions and menaces from within, making engagement difficult and complicated. Nonetheless, I fervently believe America as we know it will be forever lost if we do not prevail. And I do believe that. And it's worse since I wrote this book, and it was bad then. It's here. The counter-revolution to the American Revolution is in full force. And it can no longer be dismissed or ignored, for it is devouring our society and culture, swirling around our everyday lives and ubiquitous in our politics, schools, media, and entertainment. Once a mostly unrelatable fringe and subterranean movement, it is here. It is everywhere. You, your children, and your grandchildren are now immersed in it. And it threatens to destroy the greatest nation ever established, along with your freedom, family, and security. Of course, the primary difference between the counter-revolution and the American Revolution is that the former seeks to destroy American society and impose autocratic rule. The latter sought to protect American society and institute representative government. Now, because I speak these words, ladies and gentlemen, because I wrote these words, how much you want to bet I'm on some list, Mr. Producer? Because, like never before in this country, the ability to communicate with each other, the ability to speak with each other, the ability to use actual English as opposed to censorship of certain words and thoughts is under the gun like never before. Now, we had periods in this country, the Espionage Act of 1917 under Woodrow Wilson, which they're trying to use against the former president. And FDR, who unleashed the IRS and the FBI against individuals with whom he disagreed. But in terms of the broad-based use of governmental power and cultural power, the use of academia, the use of the media, the use of these front groups for Soros and other wealthy types to censor you, to silence us, is more pervasive than ever before. Than ever before. Language is often the, the tool of the dictator, whether they be Marxist or fascist or whatever they be. 
language, both its perversion and its censorship, is typically a weapon of totalitarian regimes. It's a weapon today. They insist that you believe certain things that you know are false. They insist that there's more than two genders. And you know it's false. They insist that white people are endlessly oppressing other people without any concept or willingness to accept that people are individuals. And I can go down the list. They insist that what we know to be pornography be taught to your children. And then they accuse you of bigotry. And then they insist that men be free to compete with women or boys with girls in sports. They've destroyed they've destroyed the Civil Rights Act when it comes to the application of of sports to women. You hear nothing from the women's groups, not a peep from the left wing women's groups. Nothing. They use phrases like abortion is a choice. Well, it depends who's making the decision, doesn't it? For the baby, there's no choice. And the phraseology through repetition, news articles, and on and on and on becomes what you're required to say. And when you're required to say things and other things cannot be said, communicated, debated, discussed, it's called brainwashing. Brainwashing. So you're not allowed to think certain things. You have to accommodate your thinking process to the demands of the state or the demands of the powerful. And you hear this all through the discussion about the Trump situation and so forth and so even like the use of the phrase hush money. It's not hush money, it's a non disclosure agreement. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Pure Talk saves the average family over $900 a year when you switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? That's right. Save $900 a year on your wireless bill and still enjoy ultra-fast 5G service. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to woke corporations like Verizon, and AT&T or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company, and then start enjoying the perks like a U.S. customer service team that will make your switch easy, supporting a company that is veteran-owned and shares your values and that has you covered with a money-back guarantee. 
Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code L E V I N Podcast, Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Look, we have a due process clause in the Bill of Rights. Every one of you has a right to a fair trial. You cannot get a fair trial when a judge or a special counsel or someone in their orbit is leaking, leaking information that's filed under seal for the purpose of affecting the outcome of the investigation and for the purpose of making it impossible to have a impartial, objective jury of your peers. And so I just want to recommend to the president's lawyers, hopefully some of whom are listening, You need to go right into court, right into court and shut this down and make the case and lay the foundation. I don't care what former federal prosecutors, current federal prosecutors, people have been prosecuted by federal. I don't give a damn what they think. In this case, they're the enemy. They're the enemy. And so what's needed now? Exactly what I said. Either this judge or the special counsel or someone in their orbit committed a crime obstructing justice right here, right now, with this leak to ABC News. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. I am, uh, I am fuming. I'm absolutely fuming here, beside myself. I'm going to read this article to you again. Remember, this decision was filed under seal. The motions were filed under seal. And somebody leaked the judge's decision, a.k.a. the judge's order, to ABC News, and now it's everywhere. And it was either leaked by the judge or leaked by the special counsel, or leaked by somebody in their orbits. It's that simple. 
This is an easy criminal investigation because this is obstruction of justice. This is a quintessential example of obstruction of justice. And I will read this to you and it become apparent. And if this judge doesn't immediately call the parties into her courtroom and direct a criminal investigation take place, then you're free to suspect that she was involved. ABC News, first to break it at 6.10 p.m. Eastern. Catherine Falders, Alexander Mallon, and Lucian Bruggerman. Now, in the past, these three journalists would be forced to give up their sources. Forced. Because journalists are not free to commit or cover up crimes either. You aware of this, Mr. Producer? Now listen to this. That was supposed to be secret. Prosecutors in the special counsel's office have presented compelling preliminary evidence that former President Donald Trump knowingly and deliberately misled his own attorneys about his retention of classified materials after leaving office. A former top federal judge She's still a top federal judge, just not in the same position. Wrote last Friday in a sealed filing, according to sources who described its contents to ABC News. A sealed filing. Sources described the contents to ABC News. This was her last day in this position. U.S. Judge Beryl Howe, An Obama appointee, I have to add the parenthetical, on Friday stepped down as the D.C. District Court's chief judge, wrote last week that prosecutors in special counsel Jack Smith's office had made a quote, quote, somebody's reading her a quote, prima facie showing that the former president had committed criminal violations, unquote, according to the sources that attorney-client privileges invoked by two of his lawyers could therefore be pierced. Do you know why this was under seal? For among other reasons, so it wouldn't taint a future jury, potentially. Because now you have a federal judge, appointed by Obama, did I mention that? Who's ruled against Trump in every single motion that's ever been brought before her. And they all go before because she's the chief judge in charge of all these grand jury motions. Because that leak obstructs the ability of a potential defendant, Trump or anybody else, from getting a fair trial. Because now we have the judge on the record claiming that Donald Trump committed a crime even though it doesn't meet a record for conviction, that's her opinion and nothing more. That's her opinion as an Obama judge, nothing more. And yet that's out there now. Why do you think it was under seal? So it wouldn't be out there. Obviously the Trump lawyers didn't leak this. 
Trump has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing in his handling of classified documents. Now, imagine being Trump or anybody like that. Now you have to respond to leaks. In her sealed filing, sealed so as not to violate the Constitution and due process, Hal ordered that Evan Corcoran, an attorney for Trump, the top lawyer for Trump on this matter, former federal prosecutor, should I mention, should comply with a grand jury subpoena for testimony on six separate lines of inquiry over which he had previously asserted attorney-client privilege. Now, you have the probability of the office or the individual who leaked this to ABC now having the power to question the lawyer under oath in front of the grand jury. You have this sickening irony of this criminal act being used by prosecutors who went to a biased judge to say that they have a right to go behind attorney-client privilege because of the crime-fraud exception. They just committed a crime. Either they or the judge's office did. Who the hell else knows what's in here? Sources added that Howell also ordered Corcoran to hand over a number of records tied to what Howell described as Trump's alleged criminal scheme. You have a judge. This will be quoted all over MSNBC and CNN and by every news organization. Which underscores my point. Echoing prosecutors, it says. Those records include handwritten notes, invoices, transcriptions of personal audio recordings. Who would know that but the judge in her orbit and the prosecutors in his orbit? Nobody. It's also a crime when something's under seal for the judge to discuss it with anybody else. It's her order. Or for the prosecuting office to discuss with anybody. Well, we discussed it with the antitrust division. Well, they didn't have any reason to know. That's a crime. In reaching the so-called prima facie standard, look how this stuff was fed to ABC News. To Pierce Corcoran's privilege... It's not Corcoran's privilege. It's Trump's privilege. It's the client's privilege. Hal agreed prosecutors made a sufficient showing that on its face would appear to show Trump committed crimes. No jury trial, no due process. Nothing. It's her opinion. That's why it's under seal. And now it's not. Should there not be any consequences for that? This whole damn case should be thrown out. The judge made it clear that prosecutors would still need to meet a higher standard of evidence. Oh, you mean she's not queen for the day? In order to seek charges against Trump, and more still to prove his guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. And then, of course, we get the phony experts commenting. How found the prosecutors showed, quote-unquote, sufficient evidence that Trump, quote, intentionally concealed, unquote, 
Remember, this is being spoon-fed to her. The existence, that is to the reporter, of additional classified documents from Corcoran, sources said, putting Corcoran in an unwitting position to deceive the government. It's unclear what evidence Hal may have reviewed under seal from both DOJ and Trump's attorneys to help her arrive at her decision. So this is a criminal act by one or more individuals, just so you know. This is a criminal act by individuals who are trying to lay a crime on Donald Trump. But this is a criminal act by the federal government, either a judge or her orbit or Jack Smith in his orbit. People at the DOJ. This is also an assault on the federal judiciary generally. Whoever did this. This is an assault on the federal judiciary. The judge did it. Then it's an appalling assault. If the special counsel did it, it's an assault. Because it's a violation of the sealed order. It's sealed. This is a criminal matter involving the former president of the United States over documents. The government is not free to do this. In any form, whether it's a judge or the Department of Justice or a special counsel, Ernie Grabowski in the U.S. Attorney's Office, they need to get to the bottom of this and find out who did it. This isn't some damn joke. Put yourself in this position. They get a ruling from a judge who's hostile to you, who doesn't share your politics or your philosophy, who's ruled against every one of your motions, who puts language like this, but puts it under seal so it doesn't affect the outcome. Then it's leaked. So it does affect the outcome. And I think the judge herself needs to be questioned about this, quite frankly, as do her clerks. As do her clerks. And furthermore, because I understand the law, furthermore, the reporters who were involved in doing this, if they cannot determine who who leaked without questioning the, the reporters. And if ABC News says First Amendment, the courts have ruled the First Amendment doesn't apply to reporters who are involved in the commission of a crime, as you can imagine. This should open up the entire door to all this outrageous behavior by the government and by the media. I just hope that what I'm saying here will be repeated by the backbenchers, will be repeated by the legal analysts on TV. They'll claim it as their own. Go for it. I don't care. Meanwhile... 
The government has announced that they're going to charge and looking for a thousand more protesters, a thousand more protesters. The Daily Signal, FBI devoted at least 16,000 more hours to January 6th riot than the Black Lives Matter riots in Washington, D.C. Fred Lucas, a great reporter. FBI agents worked about 16,000 more hours during the pay period of the Capitol riot of January 6th than they did during the pay period of 2020 riots that hit Capitol Hill. But they're not done. A thousand more people they're looking for. It's the biggest investigation in the history of the Department of Justice. Don't you think this is really intended to destroy to destroy the Make America Great Again movement? Are you telling me there were 2,000 violent rioters on that day breaking into the Capitol building? People have come to me, spoken on radio, and they've told you. They didn't commit violent acts, that they were waved into the building, and so forth and so on. They're all being charged. They're all being charged from the same department in the same city, Washington, D.C., that just committed a criminal act, obstruction, by leaking to ABC News. I'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. Monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Let me go on here and make a further suggestion. In addition to what should happen in terms of the judiciary. There are three branches of government. The one branch is controlled by the Democrats. They won't do a damn thing. But the Republicans and the Senate are largely useless. The Republicans in the House are in the majority. And I know they have their plateful. Tyranny works that way. Never ends. And you only have so much time for hearings. But I would take the extraordinary steps of subpoenaing records from Jack Smith, 
from his office, records, calls to the media. He'll be very specific with these subpoenas. I would do the same with the federal courthouse. And if they want to raise defenses and go to the Supreme Court over separation of powers grounds, let them do it. That is, the executive and the judicial. But this is all we have now. There's a slim majority in the House. I want to encourage the House Judiciary Committee under Jim Jordan. That special committee he has, or create another committee. I don't care. They should load it up with former federal prosecutors. And they should issue subpoenas to the special counsel's office, to the Department of Justice, and to the court. For phone records, text messages, and other documents that may have been used in the commission of a criminal felony by one or the other of the branches of government, the executive or the judiciary. And you'd be right if you said, well, the House isn't supposed to do criminal investigations. No, but we now know that if they use the cover of a legislative purpose, that they want to make determinations on how many judges there should be, They want to make determinations on what to do with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. You need a Judiciary Act to do those things. District courts are not in the Constitution. U.S. Attorney's Offices are not in the Constitution. The Department of Justice is not in the Constitution. They're created by Congress. Well, we created these things, they should say. Now we need to take a look at them. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right, let's take some calls. Let's go to David, Long Beach, California, 870, The Answer, the great KRLA, where we're live and national. How are you, sir? I finally got through on one of the days where you used the Grabowski deal to, to ask you, if you yes. ever saw the movies of the 50s, the Frankie Avalon, Beach Party, Bingos, whatever they were, they had a co-star named Woo Grabowski. <laughs> and you could pull those no, up and did. get the screen credits. No, I, n- I never did. But I call it Ernie Grabowski. It's just the name I made up. I know. I changed it. But every time I hear it, all I can think about is those things at the drive-in during the 50s. And... Yeah. Uh, they were terrible movies, and the guy's real name was Norman Grabowski, but ah. he's always the co-star behind Frankie Avalon. All I can think about about drive-ins, and I never went to many of them, was were the hot dogs. Uh-huh. You know, where you, could, where you get some food brought to you? Oh, yeah, yes. I remember the hot dogs, and I spent a lot of time in the drive-ins. Well, there you go. All right, my brother. David, thank you for your call. Let's go to Jennifer, Middleburg, Virginia, beautiful part of Virginia, the great WMAL. How are you? Good, Mark. How are you? <laughs> Good. Disgusted, really. I, I have I have never been so frustrated in my life. If if I wasn't, you know, ten years away from 
retiring, I would I would just pack a bag and and just leave. I I can't handle this this stupidity anymore. It's just mm. so hard for me. I I've, I've always lived with the bar with the bar set very high for me, and I expect that of others. And it just mm-hmm. this is foolishness. <laughs> yeah, it's very 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 bad. What's that restaurant called again? The Red. What's it called? The Red. Uh... In Middleburg, that that old, 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 old restaurant, and then oh, you know the what I'm Red talking? Fox. Red Fox, Red Fox, yes. yeah, yes, yes. That's still operating, right? Sure. Yes, it is. Yeah, as I, I recall, mean, it's hard to get in there, and it's very expensive, but it's very nice. It is very expensive. We're thinking of going in April, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me know when you're in Middleburg. All right. All right, I'll set up a smoke signal or something all right thank you jennifer take care when i go in and out of places i don't let anybody know you know what i mean mr producer i wear a hat i that's about it really i could wear one of those masks and pretend i'm a liberal all right let's continue shall we but then people would know that I'm stupid because there I am walking around wearing a mask craig walla walla washington Craig, do they have Wawa's and Walla Walla? Brother. I love it here. Well, let me you ask know, you a question. Think, Hold on now. Do they have Wawa's and Walla Walla? We have wine. We have have you ever of heard of Wawa? regions in the world. Have you ever heard of Wawa? Wawa? They're like 7-Elevens. Democratic to me. No, they're, <laughs> no, they're on the East Coast mostly, but not exclusively, but they're spreading. They're spreading... They're called Wawa, and I, I was thinking, I would like the first Wawa franchise in Walla Walla. Wawa, Walla Walla, I just like it. How are you, Craig? Well, I'm uh, damn near perfect, thanks. Um, if you say yeah, so yourself. 2012, I guess it was, uh, Harry Reid accused Romney of being a tax evader and a tax fraud, mm-hmm. and he had some media in the bag, and of course they backed him up, and... Uh, Romney defended himself with a wet noodle, and the Republicans all sat on the sideline and just said, tsk, 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 you know. Uh, uh-huh. and, and in the end, when it was over, Harry Reid smiled and said, well, it worked, didn't it? Yeah, he knew and it was that, a lie, but it worked. Yep. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a lie, and, and but it worked and it, it served its purpose. And that's that showed the Democrats who patted him on the back and he became a hero that they could get away with that kind of crap, or at least you can try it and see what happens. And now they've got the media going with them. And again, well, now they've got now they've got law enforcement at the federal level, not at the local level. And they've been trying to destroy law enforcement at the local level. They've been trying to nationalize various local police departments with any excuse they can concoct. Uh, through these consent agreements and so forth, but uh, it is it is over the top. I'm just telling you, folks. We talk about the coming tyranny. This is tyranny. That's what it is. Now, in your own lives, maybe you're not feeling it yet. You can see it. You can smell it. You can taste it. But maybe not in your own lives yet. But you see it. It's happening right now. I didn't say it is an aggressive form of tyranny like they have in these genocidal regimes, but it's tyranny nonetheless. It is what it is. Monitoring people, working with uh, social media to have people banned from sites, uh, keeping data on people, uh, telling people what to think, 
how to think, censoring them. Uh, You've got movements in this country to separate children from their parents. When it comes to, quote-unquote, transitioning, you've got sexualizing of of three, four, fifth graders. You've got uh, climate change being used as a socialist economic agenda imposed on your children. You have children being told that they're racists or there are or that they are being abused by racists just by the nature of the color of the children they sit next to. You've got an effort to resegregate society that's been going on, whether it's in our colleges and universities. And it, it is, this is what it looks like. And it is beginning to devour the rest of society. You know, we had propaganda, we had... Um, Speech rules in place, as I said, in 1917, put in there by Woodrow Wilson under the Espionage Act, and people were prosecuted. This is a thousand times worse. This isn't focused on a war or a specific issue. This is focused across the culture on all matters, small and large. Um, And so a comedy, certain types of comedy, out. Certain types of movies, out. Certain types of television, out. Certain types of books, out. Pornography in, perversion in, hate America in, on and on and on and on. That's why I wrote American Marxism. It lays it out. And as I was writing it, I said, I got to tell people what's going on. I got to be forthright. Anyway, uh, I want to thank you for your call, my friend. Let's, let's go to Tommy, who's a trucker in Minnesota, XM Satellite. Tommy, how are you? Hey, doing good, sir, and thank you for everything you do. I'm going to try to keep myself as calm as I can here. Um, I, I, I honestly feel I think we've lost already. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like you got the Democrats, a pack of bloodthirsty wolves who stick together no matter what, like wolves do, and then we got our party, uh, a bunch of labradoodles. How can one party have so just not let go? They don't quit. Yet our party, oh, well, you know, we got to do this. And I'll we tell you do- why. Because the Democrat Party is the party of the bureaucracy, they're the party of government. Uh, they grow the government. They institute rules to ensure that the people who mostly are hired are Democrats. They contribute to Democrats, just like the media. And the Republican Party is not really as much of a cultural or... Uh, universal force they go to work everything will be okay let's meet them halfway the Republican Party is best illustrated by a Chris Sununu in New Hampshire or Larry Hogan in Maryland or Chris Christie in New Jersey or Mitt Romney of Utah Michigan and Massachusetts and of course of Mitch McConnell it is, it, 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 this is illustrative of the Republican Party. Just go along, get along. Let me take care of some of my buddies. Uh, I, I, I want to get along with some of the press. Uh, you know, and that, is, that is the problem. The Democrats are driven by ideology. They want power, and they want permanent power, and they put the party before the country, just like the, the Communist parties do in other countries. So they see the party as the end-all and be-all, and the country to be manipulated, and the people to be manipulated. The Republicans, they don't see the world that way in Washington, D.C., and that's the problem. So when you get a guy like Trump, who instinctively does, or you get a guy like Reagan, who does from a philosophical perspective, 
They have to fight the establishment, the Republican establishment, to get the nomination, to be supported once they're president of the United States. And this is a huge, huge problem between the parties. It really is. And that's why I say the the only people who could be nominated for president for now on as Republicans are people who get it, who understand what's taking place. Mitch Romney votes with the Democrats half the time. He votes with them. All right, Tommy, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let's go to Gary, Staten Island, the great WABC. Gary, how are you, sir? Oh, Mark, it's so kind of you. Uh, Listen. I've been uh, known for that. Yeah, you indicated a strong desire for a serious debate with the anti-war people. And I think it would be interesting. Wait a minute, I'm anti-war. Who the hell's pro-war? Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm not trying to. Oh, okay. But my point is, uh, Tucker Carlson, as you know, uh, you said there was, you can't think of anybody offhand. The hosts don't really debate the hosts. That's just the way it goes. I'd be happy to debate anybody. But what I was really talking about is one of these people who make these decisions for us. You know, like a senator or congressman. I can't seem to get any of them on the program. But I'd debate anybody. What do I care? All right, Gary, apparently I have stunned you. Thank you for your call, sir. Yeah, that's typically not the way it works. In fact, it's frowned upon. It's too bad. Alan, Topson, Maine. I believe that's how you pronounce it. The great WGAN, our affiliate there. How are you? Yes, sir. Evening, Mark. I'm doing all right. I was just... Hello? Yes, sir. Hello? How you be up there? How are you? I hear you. Lower your radio. I's good. How are you? Lower your radio. Um. Hello. Come on, Maine. Lower your radio. Let's go. All right. All right. right, Call me back uh, tomorrow. Diane. We'll go to the other end of the country. Vancouver, Washington, XM Satellite. Diane, how are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Are you near Walla Walla, uh, Washington? I wanted to know. Uh, not really. Walla Walla, no? I wanted no? to know, um, why isn't... Hold on now. Do you have a Wawa in Vancouver? A Wawa? No, I don't think so. No Wawa's in Vancouver, no, and you're not so. close to Walla Walla. All right, go right ahead. <laughs> I was wondering, why isn't yes, the yes. FBI being indicted for all the millions of dollars of hush money that they paid to Twitter to cover up the laptop's information right before the president? Well, you can't indict an entire agency. So that's, that's the reason right there, for sure. And number two, it's not necessarily a crime if the receiving uh, corporation takes the money. It's not forced upon them. But I'm very serious about what just happened in Washington, D.C. with this leak. I'm serious as a heart attack. Somebody who's had one, I'm telling you, I'm serious about this. 
And we're going to pursue this yeah. more tomorrow, even though there's a likely indictment coming down out of Manhattan. We're, we're not going to lose track of any of these cases. This is just an abomination. Every damn one of these is an abomination. And I'm not surprised they're all coming yeah. at once. They're all coming at once. They're all timed to have maximum effect. And this is the Democrat Party in Washington, in Georgia, and in New York City trying to take out the leading Republican candidate. And even if he wasn't the leading Republican candidate, trying to choose who should and shouldn't be punished. That's enough of this already. Thank you for your call. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker friends. We salute the men and women, the freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine. And most of all, I salute you. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you tomorrow.